You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. You know, this is podcast episode number, let me check the paper here, 1,199. Wow. Next show will be our 1200th podcast. But boy, do we have a great one for 1,199. Trust me. I have two very wonderful people, Elena Vieira of Wood, Goodman, and Bogart, and Aaron, don't call me Alan, Haley of Insperity. I only say that because I was joking around with him and I mispronounced his first name before we went live on the air. You know, to best serve your clients and their needs, it requires a strong understanding of their needs and a clear insight of their vision for their firm. Behind this is a solid HR service management and benefits, and that's why I have Elena and Aaron here today, because not only are they quality people, they are members of the critical mass community, they're a part of our faculty, and in April and May, they're giving a series of talks to the business owners and CEOs that are members of my community. I love the content so much, I said you just have to come on the show <coughs> Excuse me, and share it with the larger community. Elena, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rex. Great to be here. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, before we get into the talk, which we're going to get to in a little bit, ladies and gentlemen, I first would like to maybe ask you just to talk about your professional path, Elena, to where you are today. Then I'm going to ask you to talk about your business later, and then we'll talk about your clients. But right now, it's all about you. Can you Great. tell me a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I am a th- almost 30-year veteran of the employee benefits industry. I started my career uh, right out of college uh, at working for Cigna, a very large insurance company, and then made my way from there over to the uh, employee benefits brokerage side mm-hmm. and have been doing that for the better part of that 29 years that I've been in the business. So why? Why? What attracted you to this? Was it by uh, by vision? By no. a friend? I, I don't know too many people that go, go out <laughs> into the world thinking they're going to be insurance professionals. Hence my question. Um, so no, it was, it was somewhat accidental. Okay. Um, it happened to be the best offer on the table at the time. So that, that you know, coming out of college, right. I took the, the, the opportunity and, you know, it fit. It's a problem-solving type of uh, work, and my brain happens to be wired in that problem-solving kind of way, right. so it, it actually turned out to be a perfect fit, and, you know, I get to help people strategize and, and, and come up with ways to help their employees, recruit employees, retain employees. And part of what we're going to talk about is how this benefits industry has changed over the years, but not just yet, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we call a tease here on the radio show, because we're going to turn our attention to Aaron. What's your background, dude? Uh, My background is I started off in advertising, search marketing, so So helping businesses uh, in terms of of finding their customers and, and making more money that way. And then I'd say quite a few years ago, I fell into this whole completely different way to help a business, which is their human capital strategy. This idea of kind of leveraging their people and in, in, you know streamlining operations internally to actually have the business run better, perform better, and ultimately be more profitable. And that I kind of found my way into quasi-benefits world, but also the world of professional employer organizations, which maybe we can talk on in a minute, Yes. Um, and, and where I, I'm currently at in Sparity. 
So what does Insperity do? So I would say they do everything under the sun for human capital strategy for business. So that's, that's HR, it touches on the employee benefits portion, uh, the risks, the compliance factors of being an employer, the risk of being an employer, right, of having employees. Uh, Insperity essentially helps uh, with that. We actually shoulder the, the liability of being an employer um, and just help them kind of a business owner, say, focus on their core competency, i.e. the reason they kind of started their business in the first place to sell XYZ product or service and, and get passionate and stay focused on that and, and, and work on their business and not in their business. And they right. kind of shift all that to a company like ours. And we're going to come back and talk about a niche in a second. But first, I want to ask you, your firm, what does Wood Gutman and Bogart do? Wood Gutman and Bogart is um, what I like to refer to as a regional player in the brokerage community. Um, we do every type of insurance. So we're a full service agency that does commercial insurance. So, you know, workers' compensation, property insurance, general liability, anything that a business needs um, to insure their property or their hard assets. Okay. The employee benefits, which are their personal, you know, their, their employees. And then uh, we also have a personal lines division that handles high net worth clients, um, autos, Yachts, <laughs> jewelry, things like that. Planes. Yes. Yes. Okay. But what's your role? My role is very specifically in the employee benefits uh, space. So uh-huh. I am helping employers, small and mid-market employers, put together the benefits that they offer their employees. But so don't you have a focus on innovation? I do. I do. So a big part of what is now called employee benefits, looks much different than what it did when I started in the 1990s. And so at at that point, it was very basics, right? Medical insurance, dental insurance, maybe vision. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Right. Now, it's a a plethora of things that you would have never thought that would be part of an employee benefits package. Uh, Student loan uh, financing or repayment tools. Uh, Personal loan solutions. A lot of digital uh, solutions around coaching for financial wellness. The list is endless. Home ownership coaching. Wow. On and on. Yeah, and these are all at, uh, attempts to satisfy, as I said in the open, understanding what the needs of your employees are, but also then to make yourself an attractive employer. A- absolutely. Uh, it, to be an employer of choice, you know, when when you're one of the employers that some a candidate is interviewing with, how do they, how do you differentiate yourself? Yeah. And the benefits really become a very critical way of doing that. Yeah, you guys talk about that in your talk, which we're not talking about yet. We're not talking about their talk, but I'm telling you, they talk about it in that talk. (laughs) (laughs) Do you follow that? Absolutely. All right. I got it. So what's the niche? Where do you focus? And then, Aaron, I'm going to ask you the same question. I think over time, I would have thought that I would fall into some sort of niche, you know, industry. But the reality is employee benefits is kind of for every employer that is needing to you know, retain their talent, right? Bring in talent, retain their talent. So really, it becomes an issue of who needs that? Okay. And so any size, but mostly I would say, you know, the ideal client for me would be an employer that has, you know, 50 employees, uh, maybe to about 200 employees. That's like a, you know, ideal client where we can really leverage the services and the resources that we have available and, and help them. So 50 to 200. Think about that, CEOs that are out there. Is that you? And Aaron, what's your story? Um, 
my story in terms of kind niche? of niche. Yeah. Uh, well, I would say that it, it, as much as it sounds like a cop out, it's it's <laughs> any any company, any any business that has a getting better agenda and cares about their people. So I think to Elena's point, you know, there there's kind of this. I think there's a lot of talk out there about a, a war for talent. People, right. employees have so many options. Um, through a variety of tools, but also just the economy in general. There's just so much else out there to do. And this transition from kind of, you know, giving employees a job and giving them an experience, which is kind of, again, what we got into in our talk about benefits, kind of all around benefits, benefits that you wouldn't even really consider putting in maybe the benefits bucket, um, just that overall experience. Um, and, and, and really anybody who's who's engaged on that and, and, again, is trying to grow their business and kind of go to the next level, that's who's a fit for us. So it's kind of regardless of industry or size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's turn our focus here for the second half of the Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcasts uh, to the talk. Um, as I said, you're members of the Critical Mass community, you're faculty in the community, and I've seen you give your talk two times so far, and each time it left an impact on the audience of adult learners. It's interactive, it's somewhat playful, but it's a strong message that I think your talk conveyed to them. So I took away that your positioning is based on facts. The companies that are good employers do better in good times and bad times than those people that may be fast growing or other dimensions, right? That this investment in your people pays its dividends in rainy times and sunny times because you had a bunch of statistics. But mm-hmm. that's what I took away. What What were you hoping to convey in the talk that you gave to the critical mass members? What's the main idea of this talk? Unless I just took it away from you by no, saying what no, I no. said. No, I, th- I think there's a lot of dimensions to... The talk to the presentation and, and to kind of what what we're what we're saying, right? Um, I think that one of the key factors is to start the conversation, to get that conversation out there and start people thinking mm-hmm. about creating an experience that employees are going to gravitate to, towards, particularly when you are, you know competing with other employers and everyone's and th- those candidates are up for grabs it, it goes back to that conversation how do you differentiate or differentiate yourself as an employer and i think creating an experience is part of that which i think if i can interrupt i think that's an idea that maybe the community didn't think about that way until you guys presented it to them we all think about your customers experience right and walking the customer experience but you had a graph that you spoke to which showed the employee experience Completely. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you're talking about the Gallup journey. Yes. yes. Right. Um, absolutely. The, it, it, you know, as I'm doing the research for this, I, I realize that this is called something. It's a thing. It's EX. <laughs> it's, it's, it exists. It exists. Mm-hmm. Um, much like, you know, CX is the customer experience, right. EX is the employee experience. And, and so we saw, or you saw, Rick, kind of the, the evolution of, you know, the concerns with employee morale, and then as 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 time kind of passed, we got into engagement, and now we're in this newest iteration. Um, and they're not replacing each other, by the way. The employee experience being the latest phase or or battleground of where we are with this war on talent. Right. It's sort of like it keeps growing. Right. It's what it, all, it was before and more now. It, it keeps building on itself, and it, it it and again, I think evolution's a good word because it it it. They they work together these yes. these concepts. So engagement, we we're not tossing that out. We're saying okay. So engagement that that's the short term 
perks and the initiatives. The experience is kind of this journey, mm -hmm. as Gallup depicts it, where you know you've got these various stages in an employee's connection to the organization, basically. Right. Yeah, no, I was just going to add, I think, to that point is where we're going with this, and I think we're like an employer, a business owner in terms of taking care of their employees would want to take it, is that you're trying to unlock discretionary effort. And so you're right. giving them this employee experience to really kind of get their total output possible, right? You have this minimum requirement you're hoping when you bring them into your organization that they're going to do. Maybe they're going to go a little bit above and beyond that. But to really unlock discretionary effort, which I think a lot of those studies that we put up there spoke to, why these companies are outperforming others, why they're hunkering down and, and being able to stabilize quicker in, in downturns of, of the economy, is, is due to that discretionary effort. And it's how do you tangibly get to that? How do you, you know, incentivize a, an employee to, to give that? And, and we kind of brought it all back to the employee experience, employee engagement. I love the way that you guys wove that concept of engagement. I believe the number one competitive advantage that a member of the critical mass community should work to have is an engaged workforce. You showed the Gallup survey, 70% of the people report they're not engaged at work. So it's when a customer touches an engaged employee, they leave an impression, not just in B2C, but B2B as well, right? Because it's so rare. Right. And I think it's easier for companies the size of the critical mass community to have an engaged workforce than maybe it is for a larger company that has, you know, more scale and scope. You ought to be able to, when you have 50 or a couple hundred people, you ought to be able to create a good culture easier than if you have 20,000, I would, I would suggest to you. I, I would agree. I would agree. Um, but again, you know, bringing out that discretionary effort in, in, in employees, it, it, it's not, it, 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 as much as it seems like a very simple thing, it's not what we see normally. Right. You right. know, we see more of that, you know, negative reinforcement, more of, you know, you're going right. to get a ride up because you're late. Well, being on time is just the baseline, right? That's the minimum required effort. Being early, you know, a few minutes early, it, very simple example that doesn't really capture what but it but it helps kind of set the tone for you know we really are kind of accustomed to punishment or consequences when when we fall underneath the minimum required right nothing no praise no recognition no rewards really when you're performing above that baseline mm -hmm. so that's that's really where i think we should all want to get to that's that's where we all want to move right in the direction of. And I kind of took the energy a little bit out of what I was hoping you would talk about, Aaron, but you, you were very compelling when you showed different cohorts, uh, Fortune, Forbes, whatever, however they were ranked based on whatever the dimension was, and during good times and during tough times, the companies that were rated as best places to work, right, mm -hmm. were the consistent best performers. Right. Yeah. Out, out, outranked them, at least tracking, say, over the last 12 years. And then also kind of tracking through that rough patch of, you know, kind of 2008, 2009, with that, you know, kind of economic crisis, uh, they were the, the least effective, so to speak, and the quickest to kind of bounce back. I had a senior executive from Experian on this program in this seat years ago, and uh, I asked him, you know, this great recession, it was broad and deep, and he said, yes, it was. Their data showed them that. But what they saw was that the companies that were better run, which I think is what you were yeah. showing, they were less affected as a cohort than the companies that they that experience used wasn't as well run. So their their massive data reinforces the data that you presented again mm -hmm. uh, just last week. Yeah. It's yeah. undeniable. It, right. it really is because I mean I think if you recall I had 
you know, we I, I, I saw Cornell University study, Gallup had a ton of studies, Edelman, I mean, it's, it's everyone out there, so... When there's smoke, there's a fire, right? right. So there's there's something in this, yeah. um, and and unfortunately, I think we get a, there's a tendency to barrage people with a term, right? So engagement became this just clobbering everybody over the head with engagement, and so right. you know nobody wants to hear that word. It, it just it's a turnoff, but uh, you know that's that's unfortunate because there really is something there, and and so that's why I think we wanted to focus on what's the next phase of this, which really is the employee experience. Right. right, and you gave a lot of practical, we don't have time to do it here on Critical Mass Radio Show, but if you see these two folks giving a talk in Orange County or Southern California, I encourage you to sign up. It's well worth the time. You actually get to participate, which I thought was fantastic, uh-huh. right? So you got absolutely. them engaged, and then they, there was a lot, of, a lot of the time was conversation where absolutely. they were sharing with each other, which you would be commended for. I think that was really great that you allowed them that opportunity to do that because they took a couple surveys. I think that and- was the best part, I think, for for all of us because we know what we're researching. Mm-hmm. But what we don't know is what, what we're going to hear what from the audience and what the experience is. Mm-hmm. Right. It's all about the experience yeah. here on Critical Mass Radio <laughs> Show and Podcast. So I know that you're going to give this a couple more times in the community, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, what, if anything, did you two personally... I know you were advocates of, advocates of this before you put this custom talk together for my members, but and you'll give it to others. Did you learn anything new beyond what we've already talked about as far, as far as aha moments, or to just reconfirm what you've already been seeing in your professional practices about the importance of an employee experience leading to engagement? So, I, I mean, it's hard not to be in this business and not have a sense for the tone or the the tenor of things when when people when we're delivering news about benefits and let's just boil it down to that the employee experience is far more than just benefits yes. right but just in that microcosm when people aren't happy with that it's very clear right <laughs> we 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 get it we yeah. get it and we understand and and so this really shone the light on how recognition you know compensation benefits all of these things really are customizable to some extent and play into that experience and really make a difference in 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 what an employer employee is willing to do yeah because you talked about intrinsic and extrinsic factors i thought you did a very nice job of showing an an employer how they can leverage both for their employee population so Mm -hmm. i i I have to give you guys high marks for the talk i was thrilled to see it the energy that was in the room the way you guys played off the members was just fantastic i can't wait to see you do it again next month awesome we're looking forward to it so if someone would like to learn more about you professionally elena how would they find you online where would you suggest they go they can uh Find me online, uh, www.wgbib.com is our website. Do that again. <laughs> www.wgbib.com. Got it. That's the Wood Gutman website. Um, you can email me at ev, as in Victor, I-E-R-A, at wgbib.com. Perfect. Aaron, how would they find you? Uh, I friend? would say LinkedIn, probably the easiest. Okay. So Aaron, A-A-R-O-N-H-A-L-E-Y Haley, and I'm with Insperity, and, and we could start chatting there. So go back over that name again a little slower, though. A-A-R-O-N, Aaron, H-A-L-E-Y Haley, and Insperity, I should spell Insperity, right. I-N-S-P-E-R-I-T-Y. Well, I'm really thankful that you two took the time to come and share just the tease a little bit about the talk, because I know how busy you both are. 
the fact that you're both members of the community and valued parts of our community, I can't tell you how excited I am that you're both a part of the faculty for the critical mass. And uh, thank you for being guests on the program today. Thank you, thank Rick. You, Rick. It's a pleasure. Oh, yeah. Pleasure's all mine. All right, and I'd like to thank Paul Roberts, who's our engineer for today, and my three producers, without whom I could not do this show each week, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me, let's do LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 